after high school, where do the men go? These young men, the future muscle and manpower of our country, where are the men? I know there's a culture war raging right now in our high schools and universities and really in our nation. And men are in women's sports and a man managed to be named Woman of the Year by USA Today. And all the while the adults in the room stand silently aside while the manhood of the young adult men in our country is crucified. Where are the men? Hello, everybody, and welcome to The Tangled Angle. I'm Janice Christensen, and here we address the tangled angles of conservative American values given to us by the Constitution while using facts and keeping it classy. I am a news junkie with a passion and interest in government politics and American history, and I spent 16 years in the halls of the Washington State Legislature supporting my husband, Dan Christensen, who was elected to the House of Representatives from 2003 to 2018. Now with this podcast, I'm able to share and discuss what I've learned and experienced, along with some historical context of where we are on the timeline of history. Where are the men in our country in 10, 15, 20 years from now when our nation needs them to be the muscle, the manpower, the husbands of wives, the strength of the family, the CEOs of all that is important and good, where are these men going to be when we need them in the future? Now, obviously, women can be CEOs and also be in leadership also. I realize that, but this is not the point of this podcast. The point is that our culture and our society has been emasculating men, stripping them of their masculinity and manhood for a couple generations now stripping them of the male role and masculine identity, and for that our country is in deep trouble. Fatherlessness, which is the epic hallmark of failed masculinity, has now plagued our nation, resulting in depression, loneliness, drug addiction, teen suicides, and prisons full of men who did not have a father that cared. Much of our country's problems can be traced back to fatherlessness, And this is the result of emasculating men and stripping young men of their male identity and the calling of their future as men. This is the result of telling little boys that adventure, sports, movement, and natural curiosity about fire, loud engines, explosions, fast cards, and firearms are bad things to be scorned and punished. But we've not taught our young boys to protect women, respect women, be good to women because they are their future wives and future mothers of this nation. We've not taught them how to have relationships, solve problems using words instead of physical violence, and taught them how to manage their emotions. Fatherhood is the epic pinnacle of what it means to be a man, and fatherhood done well is one of the highest examples of what a true man is, and one of the best earthly examples of how the Heavenly Father loves us. Fatherhood done well is the example of what it is to be a man, and the pure, wonderful, amazing Father God, the God of heaven, shows us the example of what a good dad can be to his children. But we've ruined this good and true definition of fatherhood, instead giving drugs and drugged our little boys and put them on Ritalin to get them to be more like little girls, 
And then we wonder why they take drugs and medicate themselves with alcohol and other drugs while they're adults. We've punished their natural curiosity and fascination about the outdoor world and told them to come inside, sit down, be quiet, and force them to read books written by women for the first 18 years of their lives. And then we wonder why teenagers and young men don't have a solid work ethic, can't reason their way out of a problem, are not creative and naturally curious, and can't reason their way out of a box or do the basics of life. We've allowed the young men to play violent video games for years during their developmental years and then wondered why they cannot have a simple, hi, how are you conversation, an entry-level conversation with another human being, why they choose aggression and violence to deal with their problems, and why they cannot reason their way through life for the benefit of themselves and others. We have eradicated and destroyed the formative and learning years with 15 plus years in front of a screen, playing video games and watching pornography. We've punished the very talent, strength, values, and drive in a young man full of testosterone and then wondered why they are irresponsible, aimless, purposeless, porn-addicted, drug-addicted criminals as adults. Where are the parents telling these young men not to wear dresses, not to wear makeup, but showing them what it is to be a man, what it is to have a work ethic? Why have we scorned and damaged, lied to, misled, ridiculed, and mocked young boys? Which brings me to higher education. Did you know that in our nation's colleges and universities, on average, that these institutions of higher learning are about 60% women and 40% men? Where are the men who are 18 to 22 years old? What are they doing? To prove my point, I got into some of the statistics about colleges and universities just here in the state of Washington. At Seattle Pacific University, undergraduate students are 33% male, 67% female. So SPU, a private university in the heart of Seattle, is basically a girls' school. The University of Washington does a little better. It's 45% men, 55% women. WSU is about the same. Gonzaga is about the same. Central Washington University in Ellensburg is about 48% men and 52% women. So they're almost at 50-50. And some of the community colleges in our state, I looked at five of them. A lot of them are closer to the 50-50 percentage point of men versus women, depending on the location and the community college. But where are these men after high school? What are they doing? For years, a couple generations really, through Title IX and other well-meaning government programs that started out well-intentioned in the 1970s, but they quickly became weaponized by the left, these early public school programs were championed and supported by government to supposedly affirm and help and encourage young women to achieve higher heights and chase their dreams. Well, this was all well and good, but who's doing this for the young men? Why do we continually punish the next innocent, fresh, eager, energetic generation of boys with the assumption that they're going to turn out to be awful? We have to stop denigrating manhood and fatherhood and start affirming it and supporting it so we'll even have a nation in the next 20 or 30 years. I remember back in the 1970s and the 1980s when the TV sitcoms really exploded on the scene. And most of these family sitcoms portrayed the father as some stupid buffoon 
or some overgrown adolescent teenager or some silly character to be laughed at and made fun of. And then the mother in these sitcoms was smart and working and she had it all put together and she dressed well. And and these men in these sitcoms were to be laughed at and mocked and scorned and ridiculed. And through the decades, this has deteriorated to now, to the fact that we are supposed to celebrate men who act, dress like, and wear makeup like women, swim on the girls' swim team, and get surgeries after winning the gold medal in the decathlon in the Olympics as a man, and then make the 2015 cover of the supposed women's magazine Vanity Fair dressed as a woman. What an insult, what a mockery, and complete foolishness. We have gone mad as a culture. This is an insult to women. This is an insult to men, to all of us. It's a mockery of all that is good, right, and true. It's complete insanity. It's a mockery of the amazing creation of God when he made us male and female with distinct roles to be guided by that would fulfill and bless us as human beings. We have got to stop mocking, deriding, and putting down men who want to be men, and we have got to stop affirming men who act like, dress like, and who try and be a woman. It is not possible. We all know it. A cow cannot be a duck, and a horse cannot be an eagle. We all have limitations. I hate it when men try and be women. It's stupid. It's silly. It's mocking us. It's mocking God. It's an abomination to all that is good and right and true, and a mockery to the created order, and it's degrading to women. And vice versa, all this is true vice versa too, women who try to be men. How do we turn the tide then, and how do we roll back the clock to get men to be men and women to be women? There are thousands of solutions on how to do this. Here's a few of them. Affirm your sons to be men and act like men. And when they are boys and curious about girl things, explain to them what those things are and how the world is supposed to work and the differences between boys and girls. But teach them and affirm them in a way that they are boys, no matter how they feel in childhood or the confused, difficult, trying years of being a teenager and young adult. Adolescence is difficult enough, let alone without a confirming culture that saying if you don't fit in, you're somehow the opposite sex and you were born wrong. Tell these boys that they are a boy and tell them that they're going to grow up to be men like their fathers are, if they have a good father, which is also a problem. But show them good examples of godly men who love their wives, shower every day, are polite to women, and who work hard to provide for themselves and their families. If there are no good men in your life to be an example to your son, read them books about men, heroic men, manly men, men who overcame obstacles and succeeded. Sign them up for sports with the man who's the coach. Take them to church with the godly man for a pastor. Put them in a youth group at the local Bible-believing church with a man for a leader or a married couple so they can see an example of a good marriage. This is what we did with our boys. We taught them that they are boys when they may may be attracted to girl stuff and during the confusing teenage years. I remember one of our sons was fascinated with what his sister was doing and her dolly dolls and her dresses and stuff. And I, that was fine. He was just curious by nature. And I explained to him, yeah, that's what girls do. And you're a boy. End of story. It was not difficult to steer the boys to be men and the girls to be women. Yes, it was tiring. It was messy. It was demanding. 
But isn't anything in life that is valuable worth our time, energy, talents, and love? Is it not worth our time and devotion to put our hearts into our children and to tell them the truth? If you're a parent and have a lot of pain and suffering from your own childhood of parents who didn't parent or who were addicted to drugs or who were addicted to alcohol themselves, I want to say to you, it's time to take care of your crap. It's a time as an adult to be an adult and it's time to take care of your crap. I am personally myself have spent years in counseling and therapy taking care of my crap And I realized as an adult, it was time to take care of my crap because I didn't want to pass it on to my children. Yes, it's painful and difficult, but so worth it for the next generation. Going to therapy and seeking out counseling is what people do who want to be healthy, emotionally and mentally. Just like cars need oil changes and new tires and homes need maintenance and repair, our souls and our minds need healing and help once in a while especially from childhood traumas. I'm on a rant because I see the damage we are doing to the young men of our country. Yes, we're also doing the same to young girls. And my last podcast, Why Your Son Should Consider Trade School and Skip the University, is about boys. Where are the parents? Many are damaged, wounded, tired, afraid, and cowardly themselves. It's time to stand up for what is good and true and right. And it's going to cost us to save our country. It's going to cost us what we perceive is our reputation. And it's going to cost us our time and our money and our effort. It is worth it for our nation. If we don't stand up and protect what we have, especially the young men of our country, and protect the family defined by one father and one mother, we won't have a country. And no one will care about what our our supposed reputation is. We will be a third world, impotent country with no values, no purpose, no morals, no direction, no way to provide for ourselves, and no honor, no respect, no worth, and nothing to live for. This is the exact reason 46,000 people committed suicide in 2020, and there were 1.2 million suicide attempts that same year. We have got to stop doing this to ourselves. If you're a woman, please respect the men you know, regardless of their mistakes and past. We as women want to be loved regardless of our performance and mistakes, so please show the men you know the same respect they crave despite how they may sometimes act and regardless of their past mistakes. This is how we want to be treated as women to be loved unconditionally. Let's do the same for the men in our lives and show them respect and honor regardless of their mistakes. Of course, if you're being abused by a man, I'm not talking to you, but I'm talking to the women who have good men in their lives, men who work hard, love them, they're not lazy, and who want to do what's best for themselves and their families, and have purpose and drive to make themselves, their families, their communities, and their country better. If you have a teenage boy at home and he has been tortured by the small school desk since he was a toddler, and been forced into a classroom since he was three forced to listen to a talking head at the front of the room with the high chance that this talking head has been a woman all of his school-aged years. Do him a favor and give him the option of a trade school and working with his hands. Set him free from the small school desk, the female talking head at the front of the class, the computer screen, the handheld toxic phone, the indoor torture of a school chair, 
the indoor solitary confinement of his bedroom in front of the lies of pornography and send him to a trade school where he can learn a skill for a vocation that has a demand once he graduates for jobs that exist and the hope that this well-paying job will give him earning power in two years. If you send him to a university where he has little interest in going, he will be forced into an institution that is filled with women who have classes on how to hate men. They call these classes women's studies. And he'll be subjected to leftist Marxist brainwashing that is the hallmark of so many of our colleges and universities today. Yes, I understand there's a bit of wokeism at trade schools, but at least he will have hope and encouragement that working with his hands can be very fulfilling and earn him a living in two short years. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, he will be able to start working in two short years, earning an average of $55,000 per year his first year out of trade school. Responsible men earn a living with their own skills and their own hands and do not accept government money in the form of unemployment and government stimulus checks, quote unquote, which is just training for socialism while rewarding laziness. And he'll have earning power to pay his debts, pay his rent, provide for himself, and have the respect and purpose-filled life of a lifelong skill to sustain him and become an entrepreneur if he would want to do that. Statistically, no wars were won, no nation founded, no nations built, and no countries sustained and maintained, and no family succeeded for generations without good men. Sorry, women. Yes, we have also played a vital role and worked just as hard as the men, but the foundation and bedrock of any good nation is its masculine men who are honored in their role and upheld in their identity as men, despite what you have thought after watching the Wonder Woman movie. Statistically, it is a fact that men have been the foundation of any success, society, nation, or movement. If we are wise women, we will realize this and support the good and manly men amongst us. It's time to honor the men and their life-affirming masculinity before we completely lose our families, our communities, and our nation. I'd love to hear from you. Please give me some feedback and let me know what you think. You can find me on Facebook at Janice Christensen and on Instagram, Twitter, and Telegram at Janice Christ, J-A-N-I-S-K-R-I-S-T.